doing anything on my end. I'm going to make an assumption. Hey, that looks like it's working. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is getting tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my ineptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 120 of Getting Tabled with your host, The Bruce. Hello, folks. I was accused of being my own housemate this week because this is not possibly my face. It's somebody else entirely. Uh, we also have with us the main man. He used to be a captain. I've called him many things, but he belongs to a force that recently lost. It's Major Socks. Yeah, if you guys didn't look, notice, Air Force got beat by Army, and it wasn't just a little beating. It was a big beating. That's because all that the Air Force do all day sit in chairs but when we the were, army actually do real things so the, the sad thing is we were undefeated up until this game and we get lost by 22 points so it, well, it doesn't matter us. because they're they're only playing a silly sport which is just dumb so it's not like it's not like it's a real sport anyway <laughs> and let's be honest socks if like an actual like combat were to happen between the air force and the army the air force would lose i should be careful calling gridiron not a real sport i will have people try to kill me yeah you will and we got george <laughs> who's do you have snow up there Who? in george does he have snow up there? No, actually, I do not have snow. Oh, wow. It's a day ending in Y. Of course he has snow. But it's just not inside. <laughs> it's all outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, because I keep forgetting to do this before I push the button. Uh, this episode is being sponsored by Valhalla Hobby. Use code GT2305 to get 5% off any order over $100. That's GT2305 at ValhallaHobby.com. Let us do the news. Uh, Newly received or noteworthy information especially about recent or important events. Who's this TT Combat? Uh, just some small company yeah, out there in England. Somewhere. And we are starting with what I shared earlier in the week, saying, ha, I was right, because I totally called this. You guys may remember me calling this on an episode when we were looking at photos of a team that was being released, that they were about to release an arena, because the pictures were taken very clearly on the arena. Um, the, on the arena. Now, apparently this actually appeared at an event. I don't remember what the event was. Uh, but somebody did say that they had been helping build it for the event. So this is not the first time they had shown it, but this is the first time that they have shown that it's a real product that we can buy as opposed to just something temporary for events. And it looks nice. Um, well, I, I, not I only does it one, look nice, it's dirt cheap. I have one little tiny complaint about it from, from yep. what I know about wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's a ramp that goes down. This ramp just goes straight across. Um, Not always. It depends not on always? the arena. Oh. No. Uh, this this, at least to my eyes, resembles the AEW arenas, which is probably the most modern looking of all of them, to be fair. Um, right. It all, all depends all the stuff I'm on used how to it's done. They've got the ramp yeah, going down, down, and then they're down at ground level, then they have to go up into the ring. But yeah. from what I've seen, so. For what's supposed to be a fantasy realm too, it probably makes a bit more sense to build it this way from a fantasy. I mean, not that they can't build ramps, but it would be easier to build a platform. Yeah. I really like what they've done here, honestly. Like, the arena, like, it looks...
looks like one of those really big deluxe Blood Bowl arenas that you would have back in the day. More on oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's that's really cool about this is the size of it. Yeah. Two feet by two feet. That's not yeah. huge. No, no, not at all. Like, can you imagine, like, your characters breaking out of the ring and then fighting around the arena? Like, that would just be so much fun. I want to see them do a backstage for this too now. Like, corridors and stuff for the back alley brawl sets. That would be fun. But yeah, I really like this. Do, I, do, I, I do, really do you know what I want to see? I want to see someone take one of these and make a display board, you know, like, with their Rumble Slam team, but then have yep. the audience filled with hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> I have some hobbit Rumble Slam miniatures. That, oh, I, I could do funny. that. Oh, that'd be funny. And I mentioned more on Blood Bowl on a second, because we have a football stadium as well, which is, like, it's totally not for Blood Bowl, but let's be honest, this is for Blood Bowl. Yeah. Uh, it's very similar to what we were just looking at, except it's a football pitch and there's another end on the other side of it. Uh, you've like totally that. got, like, you know, a dugout for your teams and stuff like that. Yeah. With the correct symbols. I mean, that's... It is It is a little pricier at uh, 74 pounds. Well, there's more of it, too, though. That, that, well, there's it's more a of game. it. There, there's more of it with the exception of you don't have a field. True. So, that is true. That's... I, I wonder if... But, but they probably can't have a field without uh, Games Workshop saying, you can't do that. You can't use that. I mean, there are other companies that are doing fields, but I don't know if it would be worth them doing one. I, I Well... There's so it, many of them out there already. Yeah. Because all you're doing at that point is like you're just doing a board with a grid on it. Like what's there interesting to do about that or with uh, that? Make it, make it so it interlocks together and it just it sits nice and securely and firm and doesn't slide. Yeah. I mean, that'd be the only one huge major advantage. Probably yeah, not I could worth see that. The, the, the concept of getting the car, the card stock and everything to make a board with, making the board, printing, assembling, and then selling. Yeah. Um, I would probably say that the football stadium is better value just purely from an MDF perspective you're getting a lot more mdf here like i would say that that's probably double what you're getting in the other one but it's also a more simple design so there's not quite as many angles and stuff in this yeah i i actually do have a bit of a complaint um Mm -hmm. that that does uh, what i would say would affect gameplay looking at the the picture where you see all the pieces it's showing the dugout where you would have like your your player board information they're showing on either end yep when i've played Uh, blood bowl i've always played it like this where they're, they're here and then the the field is going long ways that's my one complaint like i've never Man. played blood bowl long ways i've always played it you know short ways across the from the opponent like 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 you would an actual like Watching you know football game exactly yeah yeah yeah, no, that is that is a good point. Um, also, no, I mean, it does show it being very modular, but then if you look at the second picture, it looks like the ends are pretty like set as they are, so you might not be able to move those. Which, yeah, uh, there's also the question of whether, um, like the numbers and stuff for the scores. I'm just sitting here going, I don't know if they should be facing in. I think they should be facing out towards where you're going to be sitting, because almost regardless of where you sit, that's not going to be like it should be facing outwards, right? But then I guess if you're sitting on the sh- on the long end it doesn't really matter it's going to be sideways anyway yeah yeah i don't know just a thought I, I thought it was i thought it's a good addition to the to the line though. i mean it's it's neat and it looks well done i think it i think there could be a, a couple of improvements to make it a mm. little better and you more usable for a game yep in my uh, moving on first of the miniatures for the day we have mr sock and anybody that's a fan of 90s wrestling will know what this is uh because this is mankind but in reverse so mankind 
mind was a wrestler called Mick Foley, and he had a, a literally a sock puppet that he did in a skit that just went really well, and then he used it as a weapon forever, um, where basically this old dirty gym sock would get used to strangle people with, or shove down their throat, actually. Um, so, ju- just to give you an idea how much the internet has ruined me, do you know what I first thought of when I saw a sock? Our friend? No. No, oh, thanks. Something that you're not going to say on podcast, I suspect, and you're just going no, to make because, it obvious by not saying Yeah, it. yeah, it's, no, it's, um... Yeah. Uh, maybe no, that's teenagers fair. teenagers have a sock. I've never understood that reference. Anyway. Um, I, I like, I, I like this. It's, like, it's very no, it's, silly, which is very it's, Rumble Slam. It's, it's, uh, it's very fun. Um... Yeah. I like the, the, like, the sock is the wrestler, and the wrestler is the puppet. Like, that, it's just such a silly idea. Yeah. Well... It's so, so stupid. I love it. Here's what I'm gonna tell, uh, our, our uh, resident sock. You mm. have to get this mini, and you have to paint it with an argyle pattern on it. <laughs> Actually, he does need to do that. It, it's a requirement, sucks. If you do not, we are kicking you off the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. We don't have a podcast to kick him off. We do have a podcast, though. It's there podcast. is also the rest of the team to go with it, which is the House of Talent. When they were advertising this on Facebook earlier in the week, they were talking about how... Oh, it actually says it here. Not every Rumble team plays fair, but the House of Talent have no need for underhanded tactics, unless you count Shoko's second pair of arms underneath. So, yeah, it's just a really talented group of wrestlers, I guess. Nice, different looking. I like the fact that it's like they're very old. It's all very different wrestlers, too. I don't specifically see anybody that's references to people I recognize. I'm sure there are some amongst them somewhere, but I just I don't specifically see references to... Because most of these are based on people. Well, not all of them. A lot of them are based on real people. Um, well, well, let's be honest. Wrestling is such a... Um, oh. Actually, Chokan Officer is a reference to Mortal Kombat. I, I was gonna, Wrestling is such a, a form of art entertainment at this point that it'd be silly to not tap into what they've already done. Yeah. Changing enough to, to not be told, you know, stop and, and run with it. I think Shokan in this group is probably my favorite too. I like the no, uh, the halfling doing the, the backflip with the backflip. Kate as the, the as a support. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a, a very I uh, have one criticism on this, which is that it's basically a re-sculpt of something they've already done. There is a halfling team that has a pose that's nigh on identical to this, but male instead of female. Mm, that's the only criticism I've got. Moving on. We also have a new faction coming out for Carnivale because it's a new week and therefore we need a new Carnivale team. Um, these are the Sins of the Flesh. Uh, so this is for the Patriot... Uh, for, sorry, for the Patricians. Um, there seems to be a cannibalistic type thing going on with this group given that this guy, you know, has an arm that he's very clearly been chewing on. Uh, this dominatrix in the centre literally has a man following around on his knees. Which what is about just... the dude coddling a limb? Yeah. A yeah, leg. that's what I was talking about, yeah. Well, that's a leg, not an arm. Well, there's the big fat guy that's chewed off an arm. Yeah, that's around his face. I-, I love that he's wiping his jaw, like, like his mouth. That's just so cool. I like who, these guys. Who here's a, a Red Sandman, Neil Gaiman? I haven't read it, no. I do have know what little, it is. Do, do, have you listened to the uh, the dramatized audio? No, I watched it, though. So the, the, the dude with the knife wiping his mouth, that is screaming Roderick Burgess at me for some reason. Because in the book, he's d- describing 
described as a bald, fleshy man. Yeah. And I don't know why, but he's just that that manager is screaming that. And the way you said uh, the Patricianers at the beginning or whatever, that's how Neil Gaiman, like, you know, did some of the or no, the voice actor for that character sounded like like what you did. And so it's just it's like it just it all came together unintentionally pretty well done. Of the flesh. Yes, that. Um, yeah, I, I really like this, honestly. It's, it's a cannibalistic cult. It's something we haven't seen yet. And I mean, there is a lot of Carnavale out there at this point. The fact that they continue to find things that we haven't seen yet is a really cool thing. But just a setting that seems to invite lots of really different things, I suppose. And of course, we've got to love the fact that the rich are the most corrupt in the society. Also, in this game, they are too. I was going to say, life imitates art, art imitates life, you know? So it's like. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then finally from TT Combat, we have some new Japanese buildings. These actually got teased earlier in the week. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm pretty confident and comfortable saying that these are the best Japanese buildings they've done. I own quite a few of their older Japanese buildings, honestly, and these, the, the pagoda in particular, is phenomenal. So, so this may so sound kind of weird, because, you know, mm. that is the most iconic and traditional-looking building you see from the feudal Japanese culture is, is those temples like that. But yep. The uh, the two story buildings from Old Town Street in Old Town. Yeah, that's really that's nice something too. you just don't see a lot of from the era of the fe the feudal Japanese uh, era is multi story yeah. buildings unless it's the temple. Yeah, um, like the dojo is something that we also see a lot of in in um MDF type buildings, but the L Old Town stuff in in particular, you're right, is stuff that generally speaking we don't see a lot of. And um, if you do see like it, it's sumo not stage. Two story, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, like the sumo stage is something that we've kind of seen a few versions of. I still love it. Um, obviously, the gates. the gates we see everywhere. Um, that is a lot better than their old version of the gate because they, they've done versions of these in the past. I don't know if this means that they're getting rid of the previous stuff, but this is certainly like the ones here that are replaced that are new versions of stuff they've done before. All of them are better. Um, and given that these appear to actually be proper sloping roofs, I suspect that's where a lot of your difficulties coming from too. Yeah. Just by the look of it, they yeah. are multi-piece. That doesn't look like it's. There's, there's no way they're going to have that curve in it if it's unless it's a fake curve. No, because the um the temple roof definitely curves. Yeah, yeah. no, they're multi. Multi-piece. It's definitely multi-piece, which makes it difficult to. Yeah, that's that's going to be where your difficulty building comes from. The, the the one thing that just kind of drives me a little nuts too with with some of this TT combat terrain is when they do a new like release or you know like theme. It's like for right around a hundred ish dollars, you can get the the entire set, like the pup walkway stuff. Like all of that was like right around a hundred for the the set they release. You know the mm -hmm. this you know feudal Japan stuff. It's right around a hundred you know it's like they they put it at a very nice price point of look how much you get for this you can just order all yeah. of it and then it adds onto your pile of unbuilt stuff N not that i would know anything about that with my multiple boxes of unbuilt stuff i wouldn't know anything about that at all we don't stop looking at me like share. that george I, I don't know what you're talking about uh i'm actually looking at the instructions at the moment and very quickly going through just to see if my assumption is correct but it looks like okay so it looks like the um so don't bend it looks 
looks like the roofs are actually flat. It's an illusion. Okay. It's a well-built illusion. Very well-built. Oh, hang on. That was the side bit. Still, gee, these instructions are long. I, I'm about halfway through at this stage, and I'm at page 80. Just to give you an idea of how, like, there's a reason these <clears throat> steps are pointed out to be as difficult as they are. Yeah, no, they're one piece. So they're, it's, it's the curve is an illusion. Cool. Interesting. Good to know. Yeah, it, it's a very good illusion. And that's not criticism. It's just like that. That's how it is. Uh, moving on. Yeah, I already already peeked at this. This um, this is uh, this looks good. Yeah. So, Rampant Designs are building a game called Archeron's Fall, which, for those that don't know, is a space combat game based in the world of Infinity. This is an Infinity game, and the first the first game coming from the Infinity world that's not being done by Corvus Belli themselves, which is something that I find very interesting. Yeah. A because it's nice to see a company not willing to push themselves to the point of maybe not being able to keep up because mm -hmm. um, I don't see any other reason why they would do this. I could be wrong. I just don't understand any other reason why they would have chosen to let somebody else do it. I mean, they would still make a license fee out of this, obviously, but uh, it's well, also a game that's very different from everything they've ever done, so well, maybe and, it doesn't fit within their rules ideas. And, yeah, I was going to say, and looking at this too, like, yes, it, it has that affinity look and feel, you know, and uh, it says there, you know, yes, this is licensed. It looks yeah. like this has been more intentionally like this is just a board game this is not a miniature you know infinity warhammer whatever type game like it's got more of the um socks the uh movement token or movement rod things for star wars templates oh yeah the little, the little... templates yeah yeah, yeah. I know what whatever about. attack wing star wars attack wing or whatever yeah yeah like, well, that's, it looks. It let's looks be like fair. Has, that, that's the better way of doing it, generally. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree. Like, I, you know, just look at some of the images they got here, where it's like, you know, you've got that movement template. Like, that looks that looks really good. To, that's a little more, in my opinion, easier for like a new player or not not a seasoned player to wrap their head around. Yeah, yeah. In the video, in the first 20 seconds of the video, it actually says it's in co uh, collaboration with Corvus Billy. So, well, it would have it would have to be because it's a licensed yeah, game. Correct. So. Well, I really like the way that this game looks. I obviously don't know how it plays at this stage. Uh, it looks like it's going to have quite some depth in it. Uh, it also looks like it's going to be very token heavy. The thing I do know about this is like you have to actually allocate your energy to certain things because your ships can't do everything all at the same time. Yep. And larger ships will have more power to spread out. And so like if you know that you're going to be attacked, you'll probably put a lot more in shields. Or if you know that you're going to take them out, you might put all you might risk putting all of it in weapons but you can't so, really afford to do both so actually uh on a, on a related note to that if you go down to the uh the core box includes and you got yep. the four detailed plastic miniatures the vector the uh perforated boards and then you have the four ship panels right one for each ship yeah that's what that, i was trying that to. right there that is what they need to be doing for drop fleet um i will say yes but i would say in a different way yeah no, uh, yeah, yeah yeah no I, you know like you know it could obviously be smaller like you know this this is more for a board game. This is a, a, a yeah. you know, a, a board game dashboard. But this is like a dreadnought. Like, you, there's no reason why you couldn't have like, you know, a three by five dashboard yeah. for a dreadnought. Like, make it a playing card size, or let's be realistic, it would probably have to be a tarot card size. Yeah. Um, or just printable. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody from the community eventually does this themselves. Um, but throw it on the website, and then you can make money by having premium versions of them. Yeah, for sure. 
sure. Like nice acrylic, acrylic looking things where like you got little bits for the counters that you've made, and I, I think it could work really well. I, I like what they these guys are doing here. Uh, it seems to be spread Absolutely, out quite nicely. Yeah. Um, like this, I think you're right. It does feel more board game than um, miniature war game because you don't have the same sort of ships that you would in a fleet battle type thing. This is very much maybe. Well, it the, looks like it's like one to three ships aside at the most. Well, and, and if you look at the core box, right, you got four ships. Yep. That's what you've got. You know, there's no like you know, it's it is what it is, right? And they show those four. Then the last wave, you've got four more ships, and then you got the blockade runners. You've got more ships. You know, it's like there's no modularity or like you know, I want to build it this way. You get these ships, you put them on a post, you play. Yeah. So because the modularity is done in the power, I like what they're doing with the power structure. Like the yeah. whole idea that like basically you're doing Star Trek with it, right? Where you're having to like all power to shield, shield, all power to weapons, and like it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I also like the fact that they're using infinity well mostly infinity miniatures in their size comparisons as well um because that obviously feels more in game oh no there is actually a Takur one in there as well i stand corrected uh and then you have in comparison to a star destroyer uh no i i really like what they're doing here it's going to be interesting to see how it turns out i didn't even look at what the cost was actually oh uh, 185 for an all-in right now so not That's terribly expensive good. either well That's 185 euro, euro, euro. so still all things except less than 200 for everything that they've got so far yeah how long this have left four days left four days. so you've only got a few days left uh we will move on vector miniatures have some new stuff coming um well the new stuff that's here this was all released in the last week or so this first one is the iconic killer crew which either are your horror characters come to life or more realistic let's be honest this is the group this is a gang that's brought masks to hide their identity and they're just wearing them while they rob or whatever it is that they're trying to do i like they're simple but they do look like it's just people that's thrown masks on mm -hmm. um it looks like straight out of a video game type thing i think it looks really really cool this just feels oh. weird for me to say but i think the michael myers one might be my favorite normally I, i'm actually a little disappointed in the michael myers one mm -hmm. that doesn't have a giant huge bayonet sticking off the end of the rifle okay would a modern minute should be doing that in a yeah. street setting why not we bayonets are still part of a standard issue for uh infantry units okay so M m16s would have a bayonet oh yeah okay oh, i don't know this is why i'm asking yeah. no i yeah that's what i'm saying like they have the capability for it i'm surprised michael myers does it. it's michael myers like he likes his knives mm, true it depends on what the guy like because if it's about shooting then that would be kind of pointless though these guys th this game is actually done by vets too so they would be picking what works in the scenarios quite well i imagine but i don't know i, I don't know we also have the american police these are actually 3d printed models that you can buy as well so these are ones that you would be printing yourself i think if you look down at the actual 3d sculpts it's probably a better view the ones on the, the, the ones on top feel a little bit soft mm -hmm. um whereas the sculpt themselves has a little bit more detail in it I, I tell you the one thing i would i would use the killer crew for though i would yeah. use them for like a, a a kill team type you know oh yeah yeah like you know as a, as a proxy like yeah i've got you know the chainsaw uh text chainsaw guy michael myers ghost faced uh uh jason yes jason. jason yes it feels so weird to say that name since i sit here with two jasons and i don't call him jason <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know if i really have a preference um i mean in the world of specter miniatures the the police probably makes a little bit more sense than a gang that's dressed up in masks but it depends on what the scenario is that you're playing i suppose in saying yeah. that i haven't played this i just know what sort of game it's supposed to be so i mean in movies you see this sort of stuff where everybody grabs clown masks or everybody grabs like you see, do see that in movies quite a bit 
which is clearly what they're trying to reference here. Um, so it's nice to have options. Options are good. All right, let's move on. George actually pointed this first one out last week, or yeah, the week before, so but we missed it. I, I, I thought this was kind of cool because I think this is a, a great use of a uh, Games Workshop licensing. Like little licensing. Uh, display. They do metal posters, which first of all, that's kind of cool. Like you know, it's a little more of a of a tactile kind of object. But some of the artwork they're doing on these posters, love Games Workshop or hate them, this artwork is phenomenal. And, and I will say this: Display are known for like bringing more stuff out in waves. So yeah. the fact that we have this many options so early on, actually, this has even grown since the first time I've seen it. Um, like somewhere in here, uh, here we go. That there's um there's a Death Company one, which is so easily one that you would think that they would forget about. Well, it's funny you mentioned that too, because one of the ones that you know you don't see is a Space Wolves. I thought I had seen a Space Wolf one. I could be wrong. But the the ones that really caught my attention is like you know the um the chapter... yeah there is a Space Wolves one. Oh, there is. Maybe yeah, I've Champions of Fenris. It's just oh, kind of oh. like a logo. Well, and that's what I was gonna say. Like some of these, like the 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 chapter uh, herald uh, um, the symbols that you put on the shields uh, starts at the H heraldry. heraldry heraldry there we go that is the word uh, the, the ones that are just the heraldry like those like it's just so they look so great in my opinion I like the fact that like they've they've not just copied and pasted the logo they've made the logo a version of their own which makes it more of an art piece um, like I, I use the example of the, the death company one earlier like the death company logo is just a red cross on a black background right kind of dull oh yeah yeah this champions like, of Fenris one, one that's a that's a new one from when I've looked last I, I haven't seen this one before no they've de they've definitely added to this oh yeah now there's a uh, there's at least one even? yeah there's there's at least twice here than what there was originally wow uh, these guys have been busy and I, I don't imagine that they're going to stop anytime soon like the more options they have the more they will sell so well and, and here's the other great thing too the price point on these is very very nice in my opinion they have a very good reputation for the uh, for the quality that they come out with uh what were you saying socks they have huge variety of different i mean it's not just warhammer that they have they have D uh D, D. they have uh oh yeah yeah oh yeah assassin's yeah, yeah. creed call of duty i mean they've got movies and comics i mean it's it just a huge well they, they even have the the great great wave of a uh, kamigawa which you know my yeah. favorite piece of artwork period and they, they've put it in the you know like they do some great stuff but like you know like i said i, I brought these up and wanted to mention these because you know they've done a great justice to the warhammer universe um the only thing i could say is where's the age of sigmar stuff i was wondering that myself actually uh i suspect that we will probably get old world first that's my guess because old world is about to come out and therefore you would push while it's popular yeah not that it'll come out till next year but you know what i mean oh yeah no for sure but i i, I just I think suspect there's like that, i suspect that they'll be holding off on the age of sigmar stuff until the new edition comes out that's fair but yeah i saw these and i was like ooh, i might want to get like one or two of these if they have the right one for my stuff yeah which they do have a space wolf now so oh. <laughs> i'm just gonna open up just one of them randomly I've, I've opened up the howling banshee one or sorry the aldari phoenix lord one uh and they're 49 us dollars and that's just yep. plain you, you can add frames and stuff to them as well um like these are metal posters for those that are not aware yeah. that um go onto your 
wall, like you get a plate and it just sticks to the wall, like these things. It's a really cool idea. Uh, oh, actually, in saying that, there's a sale on it at the moment. So that $49 might be the sale price. Uh, I don't know. That's weird. You can also buy bigger What's... ones if you want to buy a bigger one. But let's move on. We also had a release this week of them talking about everything you need to know about. I'm going to say Epic, but Legions Imperialis. Gaming on a new scale. So they've been covering off the rules over the last few weeks. This is giving us an idea of what's coming in the box and... This is looking like a really big box set. Uh, I am imagining that this is going to be another thing that's going to sell very well. Whether it gets played is another question. Um, like there's been people wanting Epic to come back for a very long time. Um, I was on the fence of saying that I didn't think it was going to happen. But hey, here it is. Um, I think it's a good looking box set, honestly. By the look of it, it looks like this is something that you could split between two people. Or just build it for yourself, which is the way that it should be getting sold. Um, from here, it's just a matter of obviously what they continue to expand with. You would hope that this is something that they continue to expand and not just be a one-off release type thing. But yeah, that'll so, be time. So, so ha having been around since uh, third edition and, and yep. having seen some of the stuff, um, I could see why they're calling it something different because this looks vastly superior to what Epic looked like. Um, the other thing too is, if I remember correctly, Epic was Epic scale of 40k, and this is also based on Horus Heresy here for this. Yeah. So this, so the, this the, is a the, different scale too. Epic was six mil, and I believe that this is going to be ten mil scale. I could be which, wrong. Which and 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 going off that too, like with with drop zone being on that ten mil scale, I think that's a better scale than going. I mean, you start getting too small, and it's getting to the point of like, why bother? You know, just play yeah. with cardboard tokens at that point. Well, there are people that prefer to play with miniatures even at that scale, but well, they're wrong. So I I am not matter. one of those people. Nope. You, you will have people on the internet fight you over this conversation. Yeah, well, the, the, the you're not a real like gamer this, if you don't play with small minis. I'm well, not one of those people. The, the people that like that six mil stuff are those old timey, uh, uh, authentic, uh, historical war gamers that you know they're lame. So epic, epic is uh, <laughs> fifteen mil. Oh, really? Epic was fifteen. Yeah. Oh, wait, the, the new epic. one or the old one? The new one, fifteen. Yeah. Okay, so I was wrong. Yeah, the old one was six. Yeah, the, my Gettysburg set is about is about thirteen, fifteen mil. Yeah. Uh, we also have a look at Rogel Dawn. So Joy Toy uh, are showing off some of their new stuff that's coming rogel dawn is one of their next ones coming um and i think he looks very pretty i mean he should look pretty it's rogel dawn um i don't really have any other opinions on rogel dawn but it does um, look very pretty I, only, I don't think it looks quite as good as the lion but i do think it looks good the, the lion that well they're doing it based off of the old not the old, the new lion this rogel yeah. dawn is being based off of the old rogel dawn well they haven't redone rogel dawn so uh, well that, that, but that's what i'm saying though is the lion is the new the new concept you know, he's got the beard. He's got the yeah. the Lannister look. He's you know very updated. This, I mean, here's my other complaint about Rogaldorn too. What, what's what's this chapter? The Imperial Fists. What's the mm -hmm. Imperial Fists? They're yellow. Why is he gold? Well, I assume because they were gold originally. I'm making an assumption though. Well, the the, the gold. Because there's a lot of factions. There's a lot of factions that aren't uh, actually the color they used to be. Right. That's fair. Oh, well, I mean, the Ultramarines are still blue. The Space Wolves went from uh just a gray to that ridiculous sky blue or whatever you want to call it. And I mean, that's fair, but it's just, you know, I always thought it was odd that, like, I don't know, let me look. I, I want to say, like, even looking at some of the uh, the Forge World stuff, like, the Imperial Fists were, were yellow and he's gold. Like, I, I never understood why he was, you know, and maybe it's because so he was I in charge know. of... Oh, my God, I can't 
can't look because Games Workshop website still just sucks and there's still a queue for me to get in there to look at stuff. Yeah, in other news, Games Workshop's website in the US is stuffed right now. And it's all because of the next article. Because everybody wants to buy the Christmas bundles. Oh, they're already half sold out now. Yeah, that's alright, we're still going to talk about them. Well, no, it's not because the one I wanted is sold out. Oh, everybody feels sorry for George. What did you want to buy, George? What do you think I wanted to buy? Goblin. The same thing I wanted to buy until someone, like, decided to, like, you know, do some BS behind my back and, you know, whatnot. Okay. The Leagues of Otan. Um, okay, right, now I know what you're talking about. Okay, so, um, it's another year, so we're getting more Christmas boxes. Um, first and foremost, these Christmas boxes are continually not being as good as the year prior. Uh, like, the, like the, there's still like, there's still value there, but it's not the same sort of value that you used to get, and it's just getting more and more obvious that way. Um, so we have the Exalted of the Red Angel, which is a really nice-looking set. Uh, we also have the Onslaught Swarm, which is... Uh, I think that's kind of it's kind of dull. Spearhead Force is kind of dull as well. Uh, the Beast Snagger is, is a nice-looking set. They're not the Orcs that I like, but it is a nice-looking set. Um, I think the Leagues of Otan is probably the prettiest of the 40k ones right now. Well, um, so just look at this. I can, I, can, I can actually give you a quick breakdown. So the box is $230 US. That breaks mm -hmm. down with what's in the box. The big rover is free, and that's a $100 mini. Yep. So ju just to give you an like, and, and all the boxes, um, Fohammer did a uh, full breakdown article on both these and the uh, Sigmar ones. <laughs> and mm -hmm. on average, it was right around $100, you know, savings value on all the boxes. So, yeah. So it's not the sort of value that you used to get, but they are still good value. Uh, the Canadian Space Force, uh, sorry, Canadian Defense Force is another. If you like Canadians, obviously it's a, another good one. I suspect that most people are going to own everything in this box already, though, to be fair. Um, the, the Vangorian Court kind of feels like it was a. This, I could be wrong, but I kind of feel like this was the same box last year. I could be wrong, though. There was definitely a Vang There was definitely a Counts box last year, but I don't know if it was exactly that. Um. The War Horde of Eternus is your Chaos one. Not a bad looking box. Uh, we also have the Primordial Star Host. That's probably the only box that's genuinely tempting me. I'm not buying it, but it is a genuinely tempting one. Um, and then we've got the Praetorian Spearhead, which is, if you like the... the um, Undead. Uh, yeah, the Arctic, there's a specific name for them, though. Yeah, the, these are uh, Marmite, though. People either love them or they hate them. It's just one of those it's things. It's the uh, Nagash's crew of uh, Undead. Yeah, the one where they're, like, they, they're built out of multiple bodies and none of them kind of like it's a sci-fi undead but in a fantasy game yeah now that being said the the praetorian spearhead you get yourself in the gash and you got yourself a nice little like little, little starter army there in my mm -hmm. opinion of all of the boxes the um lizardman is probably my personal favorite um just because a lot of this stuff is stuff that i've been tempted by anyway i'm not buying it but because lord knows i don't need more miniatures i'm not going to get around to painting um but yeah that's it from a games workshop perspective um i mean they've got merch that's happening this year there's festive gifts uh there is um the christmas calendar what do you call them um where you get like 24 days counting down to christmas advent calendar advent calendar thank you and they it seems to come with pins which is interesting well now i feel less bad about not knowing the word uh herald heraldy if after you don't know what an advent calendar is <laughs> that's okay I, I i can at least say the word advent now you still can't say the word heraldry um christmas baubles if you're a christmas bauble fan so yeah there's lots of lots and lots of stuff there so so um, real quick actually at, at the time of recording so six 
6.58 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. The Games Workshop site is a 404 down when I try, try to look for it. So good job, Games Workshop. Way to launch like a pre-sale for box sets and have your website go down. Let, let, let me give you a round of applause for that. Um, um, this is go what ba- you Go back to your old website. At the time of recording. Go back to your recording. This is what you're looking at. Yeah, go, go back to your old uh, web host and website. That actually worked. Um, moving on. Mini Wargaming. Mini Wargaming have been in this sphere for as long a piece of war. Maybe the same time. Maybe almost as long. I don't know who came first. I think Beasts of War might have actually been first, but I don't think it was by much. Uh, last year, I believe it was, when they released their own series of miniatures, which all looked very pretty. Uh, they're back again this year with not just more miniatures. We're getting two completely different factions this year, but they're actually releasing a rule set as well to go with them. So they are 100% just going all in on a game of their own. Um, it doesn't really surprise me that somebody that's been around for as long as they have like, have been able to pull off a decent-looking miniature because they can have all of the contacts to be able to achieve that. And it's have not you like seen the small dwarves? following? They are one of the ones that's in there. They, those those are some of the most beautiful dwarves I have seen, period. They are gorgeous, yeah. Colonel Trax is just stunning. Oh, uh, yeah. It's He screams, yeah. you know, just legendary dwarf lord. Yeah. So this the sale pitch for the original uh, miniature was that they were miniatures that you could use in your sci-fi games. Like, they were just alternate miniatures. Uh, and these could be used that way as well. But this is... Because it was that successful and there was that many people that asked, they basically went, well, if people want it, there's money there. Let's just do our own game. And honestly, it looks really pretty. I mean, there's no way of knowing really how it plays at this point. Well, I mean, there are videos, but you're not speaking, really going to know until it's speaking out. Speaking of, of money, that is quite the... Uh, oh, the old the implant price. is huge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, which, you know, they're showing regular retail is going to be 1500 So, you know... It's a lot of stuff in it, though. But you don't have to buy everything. Well, you can't just buy the pledge for the one you want. That's, that's fair. But, you know, so, I mean, you know, they're saying it's a $500 savings, but that is, that is quite the, you know... Th- I mean, and I understand how much this stuff costs. Like, you know, there's the time mm. of making the sculpts, and you got to, like, have a minimal order quantity and all that stuff. But that's a that's a sticker shock right there. Yeah. Now, in saying that, you're looking at 119 for the base pledge of whichever faction it is that you want. Uh, it is also probably worth noting that all of these miniatures are PVC, so that will turn some people off. Um, it just depends on what you want out of a miniature. Like, you get a lot of detail in PVC, but it can be annoying to work with, uh, especially if you get mold lines that you have to clean up and stuff. It's just irritating, because you kind of have to cut the PVC mold lines away. You can't just scrape it. Did you see um, how much the Whims of the Gods pledge is? Whims of the Gods. Let me have a look. All the way at I'm the bottom. Guessing that it's big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the, the whole thing. Oh, it's Twice. literally everything plus... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Bruce, look, it comes with 60 dice that'll roll like crap for you. <laughs> That's okay. Um. So this this is something that is really big if you want to go there. Uh, it just depends on what you're after. Like, I think it looks really pretty. It's not something I'm backing. Uh, and price has nothing to do with that. It's just not something that it really... <clears throat> I just thought it was really interesting to see. I like Some seeing somebody roll the dice. That. and I, yeah. Oh but, my God. <laughs> uh, if you scroll further on down, they have a durability test of the pvc miniatures a tire versus a mini well it's pvc the miniature's gonna hold up it's fine yes but the the, the comedy of you know they're they're testing running over one of these miniatures with a car tire oh yeah like that's that's just hilarious 
Um, on a scale of one to ten, like these are literally some of the best miniatures I have seen. They do look really nice. I I will say first and foremost that I'm not a fan of PVC miniatures, uh, just because like the annoyances that are there, which is fine. There are no such thing as perfect miniatures. Every form has its problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the frustrations I personally find from PVC outweigh how good they look. Um, if it was me, I would probably I, I would just paint them and I'd leave the mold lines on. That is. 100% what I would do personally and because I don't want to do that I won't buy them although like I, I'm not saying like I like seeing somebody I, I like seeing somebody roll the dice and be successful like don't make no mistake yes these guys have a huge following um, but producing a game of your own is a massive risk you only have to look at the history of it to see how many companies have gone out of business how many yeah. people have overestimated what they could achieve so like, yeah. I'm going to mention this and, I, and this is not me saying anything about like what they're attempting to do but so the initial goal was forty thousand dollars yep and they and they've raised you know almost six hundred eighty thousand dollars that seems like if you look at the the big all-in that's like you know fifteen hundred dollars at this mm-hmm. crowdfunding price not the full retail which was think is what is it twenty six hundred like something like that right yeah twenty seven hundred twenty seven hundred those numbers seem a little little askew askew there to me well it depends on what depends on what people are backing for i mean they're uh, be, there's going to be people that'll be throwing in extra for the add-ons and stuff. Well, no, I, I don't doubt that, you know, but it's just like, but like, if you look at the number of things they're trying to produce mm. and what they ask for, like those numbers seem a little skewed. So I assume that you're referring to like, if they wanted to make this much, it would be impossible to do that for $40,000, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know, Th- there is a fairly common strategy on, no, I, I'm and just I under- going to say yeah, Kickstarter. I know it's not Kickstarter where you're like, you under pledge hoping that it'll be enough to get people in and I, I, under, I understand that Bruce I understand what you're saying but even still like you know look at their their what they have right now that almost 680,000 that still seems like it's a little short of everything they're wanting to try to do there PVC is also cheaper to produce too that's that's fair too so which also goes against like goes to support something you were saying earlier too like they are cheaper to produce it doesn't mean that it that doesn't mean that it's an easy hit and run though like in theory this should be a very easy way for them to <laughs> make money but that doesn't necessarily mean i mean we've seen it fail before so yeah but i wish them all the best like i said it's very interesting uh i just thought it was an interesting thing to look at my favorite in them is probably the bugs um just because i mean they still remind me of everything bugs wise uh of anything they kind of remind me of uh what's the one where um tom cruise is like going back in time again and again and again and again day after tomorrow or something like that yeah it reminds me of them i mean they don't really look like them but that's what it reminds me of for some stupid yeah reason. for sure um i don't know I, I just they're the ones that grab me i mean the dwarves are look it's space dwarves and like there is different like space marine type things this is the one that genuinely looks like something of its own so yeah i mean well it's like you know yes they're space dwarves but you know they look like very traditional space dwarves of like they've begrudgingly like updated you know their technology enough to exist and operate in space while staying very traditional to traditional you know their yeah. ways in the mountain and and whatnot yeah, Look, I'm not having. I don't say I don't like them. I'm just saying that I prefer. Well, the no, other that's why. That's why I like about them is like they've made them look futuristic and sci-fi as minimalistically as possible, while still making them look like a traditional dwarf. Have you seen the dreadnought? Uh no. The IWD Where, ambassador. Where's that at? Uh, a little bit over halfway. It's the last of the dwarfs that they show you. Last of the dwarfs they show you. Let's just do this. What is it? I what? IWD ambassador. Searching for it's not going to help. It's a picture. 
not text. Um, so you're going past, you have the Immortals. Well, I, I, just, I found the game box, so I clicked on the game box. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That looks what? like something straight out of the live-action Transformers movie. And, and yet, I mean you, that in a good way. And you look at that, and you still know that, you know, that is supposed to be Dwarven. Yep. Oh, you can see the mustache. Oh, my. That it's is really absolute. well done. I, they, they have... The, whoever it is that they've got doing their sculpts, uh, they have they have found the right person. It's really, really well done. Uh, moving on. We haven't looked at Sarissa Precision for a few... For a little bit, but I really like this prison. I think this prison looks fantastic. Is it like the ones they built in Australia? Yeah. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I've never I, I've never been to one. It reminds me you're of in all Australia, of the ones Bruce. From... You're 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 in one. Hmm. Uh I, I love the fact that you continue to go on about that. But hey, let's talk about that for a second, shall we? You <laughs> guys were founded under almost exactly the same way. Or at least part of you were. You guys were a prison too. You just like to forget about it. Well, not all of it. <laughs> also, we had uh, a, a couple different countries you know like you know kind of fighting over the land too so well that is true um so this is a prison i mean to me this just looks like a prison i don't know if prisons really look that different anywhere honestly uh, i mean I, I, mean, I, know, I know there are some fairly unique ones in like the netherlands and in germany and stuff but most prisons just look like the square cement boxes right okay one to be fair i don't know if i'd call a prison in the netherlands a prison <laughs> I, I i've seen youtube videos some of those are like really i'll i'll i'll, I'll commit a crime in the Netherlands. That's fine. Um, no, I mean, yeah, a prison's a pretty simple thing. It's like, you just need a wall to keep people in. They don't need windows, you know. You need a, a, a observation point to, to keep an eye on everyone. You know, like, yep, the, the requirements are fairly universal and fairly simple. You know, it's 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 hard to not make a good-looking prison miniature like this, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, to me, this is also, like, this is screaming, like, you buy four of these, and then in the middle of them is the yard, right? Like, that is very clearly what they're designing here, because this is just the corner of a prison at least in my eyes anyway yeah yeah well, I, I, I can see it i would say like maybe have like another little section to like go in between the, the four corners to make it a little bigger of a yard you can also buy the prison towers as just a tower as well that either you would put in the center or around the outsides of the wall or something to help break it up as well yeah um also if you look through the pictures the doors actually slide open like they do in a real prison like nice this. so they're not just fixed they actually are designed to open do you know why they open like that, Bruce? Um, so that you can't wedge your foot in and keep them closed? No, so you can't be hide behind it. Oh, yeah, that ambush. works. Yeah, true. Yep, that's a good point. Um, while we're here, let's click on the prison tower. Uh, look, it is a tower that is for a prison. That's pretty much all there is to say about it. Um, I, I would probably argue that you wouldn't even have to use this as a prison tower. This is very easily a military outpost. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, most towers in the modern day are just, like, that's all they are. They're towers. So, it's... Uh, even a... Uh, uh, a fire outlook tower that you'd see up in like the Pacific Northwest before yeah. the advent of satellite and crap like that. Yeah, all you need to do is surround it by trees. That's a good point. Now you got instant horror scenario. Look, don't look back. I found another reason to use it. Twenty nine bucks. And what was the other one? That was like seventy something, right? Eighty two. Like this really good value. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, the dice last story of the day. Bullet dice hole dice. Won't roll for rice. Won't, won't roll for Bruce. I just this is a really silly concept. I just thought it was fun. I'm sure that there are other people out there doing bullet hole dice but i just thought it was fun 
Uh, I also kind of like the. F- oh yeah, I also like the fact that let's be fair, there's going to be people out there looking at these, and the fact that the pictures don't look right are really going to irritate them, especially when you have like none of them are the same. In that picture alone, there's two different versions of how the six is drawn, and I could see at least two different versions of four. Yep, uh, I, two different versions of sixes because there's the two straight ones, there's one that's a little bowed, and then there's another one that's like a whole circle around the, uh, uh, the face of the dice, the top right maybe corner. That top oh no, right he's one. he's right, yeah. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Because I'm looking at the one this side, the one with the, the curve. on the front left. Yep. Then there's one behind it that looks like it's the same as the one that's in the back right. Yeah. So there's at least four different versions least of the three six. or four. Yeah. These are printed too, so like there's no etching in that. This is all printed, so oh, which means they will eventually scratch off. But in saying that, I don't know. I like them. I mean, in saying that, it's also fifteen dollars for six dice. I just thought they were fun, and that was the only reason I shared it. There's also new rural America houses there that you can see down the bottom that I thought were interesting the, the woodbury house in particular i've never seen somebody do that style of house before i know they exist i've just never seen somebody actually do one in miniature form because <clears throat> usually it's the cliche american house with like the pointed roof yeah but otherwise we're gonna skip the indie this week shall we discuss some hobby dream blue crying paint what have you been up to, Socks? So I went up to Orlando to play a game of Dystopian Wars with a guy that started playing, started getting his stuff up there. And before I ran up there, started working on my island terrain. So I got to finish Ooh. the buildings on there. Are these, one, are, are these theirs? Are these, these are their, yeah, these yep. are work cradles. Um, so all I did is I uh, just primed them and then did a uh, Wraithbone uh, base coat and then yep. a bunch of browns and kind of a black uh, contrast paint. And that's all I've done on them. And then some, uh, some dark gray for the buildings themselves. Yep. That's all I've done nice. on them so far. And then started working on my Valhalla today. Nice. Where are you putting the barcode? Uh, probably on the back, underneath. <laughs> No, see, no, see, it's, it's supposed socks. to be on the flight deck, socks. It's supposed to be on the front so that when it comes in, they can be scanned as they come in. <laughs> we have told you, you have to do this. It's not optional. I know that. Anyways, that's what I've been up to. Nice. What about, what about yourself, George? Well, um, I got this in the mail. I don't know how well I'm holding this on camera since I can't see myself right now. Good. No, that's pretty much square on. So, um, it's the uh, it's the commemorative series, like limited edition, like it's to celebrate whatever 25 years of Warhammer, whatever. Uh, it's my fir- very first Voton mini because nice. I am I am gonna get a Voton army w- one way or another. It's why I'm very very salty about Games Workshop website right. Now. And when I say when I say salty, I'm talking about like you know a, a salt crusted uh lake that's can, can i make a suggestion mu- yeah you should see if valhalla hobby have sold out of their allocation yet that's fair uh i might i might check that out um but i got this and i started thinking about ideas of uh paint schemes and i'm gonna make them look like uh dwarven space construction workers <laughs> that's why i was asking about <laughs> the, 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 the bright about neon the bright colors neon color yep yeah and and, yes. and do the gray like the the reflective material so i, I think that would be be a very um good unique look for an army and, and i know i've griped in the past of like no my space wolves are like dark and grungy because like you know white blue is not tactical you know that's not tactical that's gonna get you shot at no i'm gonna do these as like s- the space construction force and they follow osha and they wear their safety vests and their high-vis hats and all that junk i, I really so. like this idea um and just because it really annoyed me at the time i'm just going to say when somebody's talking about fluoro and the person giving advice is like yes but this is a different kettle of fish that doesn't help don't ignore them and then repeat the same information three times 
So and then um mm. I uh I did a, I got my paint shaker a few years ago and I thought it worked pretty cool and everything and it, it was all right but it just it wasn't quite cutting it sometimes so I did get myself a new one and it's one of the the, the normal you know vortex Isn't ones that you the stick it in here and it shakes yeah like, here's the cool thing about, no mine was a, it actually shook it up and down oh okay but here's the cool part about this one this one it's a USB C plug-in oh nice yeah nice. so if I have a big enough battery pack I can take this with me somewhere and run it off a battery pack on a table somewhere nice and I want to say it was more than reasonable let me go to my history here I want to say it was very reasonable at a mere uh pulling it up right now $30 nice yeah that's uh, very reasonable right where'd you get it from I need to get one Amazon I figured all right so where, where else am I gonna get stuff when I live in the middle of nowhere and it takes me that's an true. hour and I have to get anywhere to go shopping that's true because what do I have to go <laughs> shop at Walmart yeah um beyond that I really have been doing too much because I am studying for a test on the 20th fun no not yes fun. Bruce what have you been doing uh, I know what you've been doing you've been playing with a new light I have actually yes um I was about to say people on the YouTube channel will already know that but no they won't because the video is not live yet um it is however on Patreon and you should support us on Patreon uh, I've also been working on this uh for those watching the video edition of the podcast it looks very different today uh this is something else I've been doing hobby wise honestly I haven't really been doing anything uh there's reasons behind that I won't discuss uh but there is something else that I've been part of George wheel backwards and look on top of your paint station hang on a second let me turn my view back on so you can kind of direct me and I know where I'm going okay behind me on my paint station right yep. top, and you look, right you're looking on top of the yeah up where your finger is pointing right there those yeah that. no just turn around and look there's a box that shouldn't be there oh I see it now grab that box it's on top of my airbrush thing yes hey, I, on, told you, I told you this I told you this George so that you can look at it and turn around and look back at the computer again oh hold on, <laughs> hold on a second. bless it Bahala Hobby sold out of their boxes too oh, that's too bad I am highly disappointed now don't open until instructed fragile no shaky shake you can open it am um, I supposed to know what fragile is fragile. fragile it's French for kick hard. oh fragile okay never mind <laughs> I thought he said Fred Geely, and I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> no, see, it's, it's Fred Geely. Mm, oh, she literally wrote Fred Geely. Oh, nice. <laughs> So, Whoa. for those unaware, it is, or sorry, it was uh, Veterans Day in the US. Um, uh, cur currently, as we are recording. It is, so it's, ma it's Marine's birthday. Yes, And right. this is not always, but it's usually when we do something for George. You're welcome, George. Thanks. That's just what I needed for my pile of shame is another game. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be one of two things. Uh, the other guys talked me into doing this because they felt like if we do it this way, this way you can actually play with sam that's fair um as opposed to the other way which is the obvious that what you would be thinking of uh there would be minis that you would paint but never actually have a chance to use um I, i'm not gonna lie our last uh, episode when we were talking about bushido i spent um a good 20 minutes not paying attention to a thing you said bruce searching for like when are the foxes available where can i buy them <laughs> I, i'm not gonna lie i, I, I had them in the shopping cart you i did. had them in the shopping cart and i I was buying them when they told me not to. That's how close it got. Oh wow! Yes. Um. Uh. So hindsight 2020. This is awesome because yes, like this is something that Sam and I. Could, I'm not going to look in this too much because uh, I, I could record this later on. Um. But also, there's a video on the channel that you can watch already. Ben's unboxed this for us. Oh, he has he. Okay. Well, 
then never mind. Yep. Yeah. Um, I have to say that's a this is a pretty small starter box in yeah. the, the realm of starter boxes. I'm kind of shocked at that. Um, but yeah, no, it's but both choices would have been good. Oh, these look. Oh hell, I do have my reading glasses on. <laughs> so for those that are George, pick the box up and point it at the camera just so that people could see what you were actually looking at. Oh yeah, sorry. It's the two player starter set from Bushido. So there was either going to be this or it was going to be the foxes. We chose this so that he had something else to play with Sam because we felt that that was a smarter idea. As much as I know that he wants the foxes, the guys were right. The foxes are something that would be pretty, but he would never use. Yeah, so, it'd be model sitting on a shelf. We figured yeah. we, you could you could like, like everything else I have. And, right. So Where now <laughs> you can go and buy the foxes and then use those foxes use while those Sam plays with the these. Game. Yes. And, and now you have He's to can, buy foxes. Yes. So, you and Sam can now paint these together as well. So hey, that's it, not it, a bad idea. If, if listeners and viewers haven't figured this out, we are the worst enablers of each other that have existed. Yes. <laughs> you two got me dystopian wars. We're not getting you mm. Bushido, George. I can't say I can blame you for any of my purchases. You guys have bought stuff for stuff that I was doing, but you've never bought me stuff that I wasn't or that I wasn't already playing. All right, let's so... change next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's not why I said that, but... Because you bought me what? the jail, which is the piece of terrain that I can use yes. for pretty much anything. anything. Uh, and then anything. you bought me the terrain for Entropy Perfect. City, which yep. was well, ob- obvious. And, and to be fair, to, to be fair with the 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 Entropy City terrain, Bruce, uh, we we decided to go with that the, the templates for that because you know you, building and designing your own game is a huge undertaking, mm. and so we thought it was better to um, alleviate your wallet a little bit with that instead of yeah yeah giving you. It's actually more useful. Also, I really don't need more games that I'm not going to play. I have too many already. George doesn't know what too many games are in comparison. Oh, you definitely don't. In comparison to us two, you are a good boy. Me? Yes. You haven't seen my bookshelves out there that are full of... I have five bookshelves that are all board games. Uh, You can't see see half the games because my my gaming table is cut blocking them. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, I bought some Transformers recently, but that's not really on subject. Let's move on to game talk. You you didn't get the... uh, uh, the the transforming uh, Grimlock? Did you? No, I didn't have time to deal with that. Oh, that's a uh, uh, that's first gen. Um, uh, Ultra Magnus. Yes. Yeah, I could not remember. Yeah, it's uh, he was like the other semi that like you could put around Optimus for the Gen yep. ones. Um, game uh, talk. Game talk. Talk nerdy to me. So, this episode's talk game nerdy talk to is... to me, Bruce. <laughs> well, I don't know how much I can really contribute to this conversation. I think this is largely going to be you two, honestly. Uh, I mean, I've got some thoughts, but this, this was more of a me wondering if this is something that makes much of a difference or not. So, you two, like, you, you have spent time in the military. We've never been secret about that. Sox is still in the military. I mean, he sits at a desk. It's the closest to military that you can get in the case of an Air Force person. Uh, but, uh, anytime. You know I have <laughs> nothing but respect for the fact that you do no work and you sit in six-star hotels all the time. <laughs> oh, they've been upgraded to six now, huh? It was always six-star hotels. I thought it was five. Anyways. Well, it, it was a five-star tent. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So my thought was, like, military minds, when it comes to, like, building an army or customizing an army, building, like, a fictional world's army, does it actually make a difference? Does it help? Does it hinder? Um. Like, because there's something to be said for, like, once you're in the military, you always think about the way that they want you to think does that help you in building a fictional army because you know what would happen or does it hurt because well this isn't real and therefore i don't know just different ways people think i mean i know that the answer
answer is, well, it depends on the person. But I, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting point of conversation. So, and, and, and we could have a, uh, a great little, like, dual insight on this because uh, I was enlisted, meaning you know, I worked for a living. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I mean this in the, in the, the most honest way possible. This is and, the most military thing you could say, let's be frank. And, and Sox is a commissioned officer, meaning, you know, he's the one, you know, making the decisions and literally sitting at the desk. The enlisted but, guy is out there doing the work. So and, and, and there's two two schools to that. Um, so there, there's the overall tactic of playing the game and, you know, how things should look and work, right? And I don't know if Sox has gone through and done this yet because I know there's a certain level of, of being in the military as an officer where you're trained to stop thinking about them as people and start thinking about them as resources that can be used versus where I was at. This is so-and-so. This is so-and-so. These are my people. I have have to do what I have to do to keep them alive. And sometimes, like, when you're looking at playing the game, like, that can really affect of, like, I can't lose this unit, I need to keep them. Mm-hmm. Versus at a certain level of officer training, where it's like, this unit is designed to go in here and die, so this unit can do this. And, and this is not, like, you know, for a disregard of human life, this is, like, you know, this is how it's been for done for centuries of, you know, nations winning wars. I mean, that's and you have to look at that at some point. You know, like, generals, like, I can lose this unit of 500 so this unit of a thousand can go in and just wipe out everything else that's just how it works and yep. and from my standpoint like i want i don't want bright and flashy that's why my space wolves are, are gray and muted because that's more tactical and i do find myself in a situation of trying to lose as little as possible because i was taught to make sure i don't leave anyone behind yeah yep yeah, that makes sense so 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 that's where i'm coming from on on this so for, for me in my position it kind of actually hinders a lot like my, yep. sometimes my mentality doesn't let me you know do what needs to be done um, building off what you were saying just for a second um yeah i think that i mean and this is not entirely on topic it's more on topic of what you were saying i think to some extent the thing that people forget about what you're discussing about how you care about the people and in theory socks doesn't is that because you think that way he doesn't have to which means he can do his job better he doesn't right, need yeah. to worry about the people because you're doing your job well and and, um, and that's and that's why always an, an officer usually always I would say what ninety five percent of the time socks you have you have a senior enlisted advisor that's attached to your hip yeah as, as a brand new lieutenant I was told to go find the, the best E seven E eight and learn from them so completely, completely unrelated topic too and tradition all enlisted refer to an officer as sir and not by their rank yeah yep except for if you are an E seven or above you are allowed to and permitted to call an O2 and lower. I don't think O3s, but O2 and lower. So first and second lieutenants. E7s are allowed to refer to them as Mr. and not Sir in an educational uh, situation. Hmm, That's new for me. That might be an American thing, perhaps. Well, and and it's also funny watching the the senior uh, E7 saying, Mr. So-and-so, please come into my office and shut the door (laughs) behind you. I like that. (laughs) What were you going to say, Sox? So going back to what George was talking about, the uh, combat casualties... As, a, as an officer, I still want to be make sure my, my people are taken care of and they have the resources that they need. But George is right. Uh, if, if there's a way that we can really assist or, or enhance the, the our ability to get stuff done, we're going to try and do whatever we can. I mean, George is absolutely right. And so I think it can kind of help a little bit in my aspect from the officer side of, oh, I want to build a force like this and I'm going to have, okay, this is going to be my special tactics force that's going to have this one sole mission. They're, they're going to be the ones 
that's going to go in and actually complete the, the objective. And, all and then you will have your there. chaff, which will I'll be... I'll have my chaff. This, yeah. That'll just be... Who cares about them? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, and, 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 and like I said, you know, it's like, you know, I, I think it's great that we have, like, both perspectives of that, because, um, and I'll say that when I first really finally started to break that mentality was with Drop Fleet Commander, actually. It was the, um, uh, it was the frigate group for Shaltari, the one with the microwave arrays mm -hmm. that are just stupidly overpowered and they got nerfed within, like, three months of the game launching. Um, I can't remember what they were, but I ran a full unit of six of those, and my goal with those was to push them in as hard as fast as I can, shoot with them as many times as possible, and inflict as much damage without caring what happened to them. Because they were just six little frigates, and they could do a huge impact right off the bat, and after that, it was all up to the big guns to get it done. That makes sense. So, um, Socks, as someone that's been painting fleets lately, and having to come up with paint with actual fleet colors, mm -hmm. would you say it's had any impact <clears throat> at all? I'm guessing, because I know you've been asking for advice and thoughts and stuff, but has where has your background helped with that at all, or would you say not at all? I'm guessing not much. I, I think a little bit. Um, when I've been doing my uh, victory at sea, my actual historical World War Two stuff, True. Yep. Um, knowing the history and the and the background of, of how navy ships were painted back then, that has definitely helped. But for this stuff that's all steampunkish, I think it's helped at the same time because I'm just like, ah, I don't want to do the typical ray or the typical uh, navy grays, and and that's about it. I want to have some some flashy ships because this is steampunk this is supposed to be made to look a little cool and, and so it's helped you by knowing what to ignore basically yeah so, and, and, and socks that's why historical gaming is inferior because if you step out of line on historical you get mocked and made fun of if i ever go historical well outside of the pirate game if i ever build a historical fleet i am deliberately going as far out of the way as i can <laughs> just so that i can watch the skin crawl on my opponent Crawl on everybody else <laughs> Warren so, from Beasts of War back in the day built a but, full Flames of War army and he had it being led by the Red Skull. That's funny. And it was all painted to be a fictional army. Like He, he went that on purpose because he just wasn't interested. He was interested in the game at that stage but he didn't really like historical war gaming so he made it his own. Um, he, he has very much changed his, t changed his tone since then. He actually really likes historical war gaming now. But. Now, now I will say this though like you know if you know not knowing a lot of you know like the comic book history if you look at how they did first Avenger. Oh, yeah. You know, like, even the Red Skull and his stuff still went with the Nazi theme. Like, it... Yeah. If that was to actually, like, you know, you put a, you know, Photoshop that into an actual, like, photo, it wouldn't look out of place. No. To be fair. So, I'll give him some credit of, you know, playing with it and having fun. Because yeah. I bet if you really looked at it, it still looked all right. Yeah. And, and going back to the historicals for my American Civil War stuff, I picked up this book. Look, that's just artwork Ooh. of uniforms. Yep. That's all it is. That way I can kind of, when I build my regiments, um, right now right now I'm focusing mostly on dystopian wars. Well, but and to, and to be fair with that too, Socks, if you look at the Civil War, that was such a disarray of mishmash on both sides. It was. Because you, you had subunion forces that looked like, you know, they were literally going on parade, but they were going to go fight. And mm -hmm. then you had, you know, people in the South where it's just like, I've got a gray armband on. That's all I've got. Like close enough. Yeah, you know? I've got brown pants and 
and a red shirt and I've, this is what I got because this is what I came from the farmhouse with pretty much because yeah, they didn't have uniforms to begin with and so so and, and, and to go back to what, what you asked socks there so for me like it also has helped me too because you know again you know he's in the air force completely different than the marines and in the marines like no one looks different in the marines mm. like everyone looks the same everybody has the same haircut everyone Although has the same that's haircut. military general well no no i mean so- socks is the exception there with that uh that beautiful uh hairstyle right there he'd fit in the marines with that haircut really well oh so so here here's a fun little thing right socks if i call you an airman that's that's a little in a pro right you're you're an officer you're an air force officer right yes the We've same goes for the army <laughs> the same goes for the navy right you know there's sailors and there's soldiers but that doesn't that doesn't you know include the officer ranks they're officers they're different they're special if you call a marine officer a marine he's not going to give two craps because he is a marine ah, All marines i wondered where are, you were going yeah so 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 from my perspective like the the grunt is no different than you know the 06 officer they've both been through the same kind of crap the same kind of suck they know how to do same basic things and they are at the core of it the same kind of person so when i go through and do an army everything is the same like yes one will have a slight marking to denounce that you know they are this but that's it like everything is is the same across the board we we with the exception of you know the fancy dress stuff everyone has the same uniform across the board air force how about you you got the same uniforms across the board yes you know well there there are more differences than but but yeah it's it's the you know and, and that varies from you know branch to branch and so like when i'm doing my space marines like it's it's so much more fitting for me because they should all be the same yeah there's there's no now if you look at uh uh, uh and, and we're just doing games workshop because there's the most um um diversity uh imperial guard the commissars yep. look nothing like the regular troops why because of the commissar yeah so there, there's that there too that's yeah. you they're know, also drawing from a different point of military history too though but if you if it's not it's not so much now but if you look at like and we only have the experience with the the u.s militaries for the most part but if you look at other yeah, countries yeah. you get to a certain point and those officers they have a drastic different look from which the is what rest i was referring of, to. yeah yes. so yeah. australia is probably closer to america well i mean we're closer to the uk than you guys but uk tend to go around the same way uniform wise as well um like the officers might be like might have slightly prettier out uniforms but it still looks like it belongs it's not a completely different look like the commissars are uh but if you go back to where that's being drawn in like world war ii ish type area like those parts of the world the 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 grunts and the officers did not mix and they were dressed differently because you will know that i'm more important than you uh it was a point of bribery not bribery a a point of bragging of i am more than you are well and and that also depends too so so this is a a little bit of a history lesson too uh so in in the marines and this is just me speaking my you know branch history uh officers on the the dress white hat that everyone knows what you know marines in dress uniform that white hat officers have a braiding on top of their hat oh okay and that helped to identify them on the decks of ships from sharpshooters for sharpshooters shooting down onto the deck it made it easier to identify the officers of oh he's you know needs help let me target his you know combatant okay yep that makes sense so so there's things like that too that you know just just those little things but it's also white so it doesn't stand out it's not flashy and showy yeah Yeah. um so what about like george with your space wolves did you Mm -hmm. like make your own 
own version of the Space Wolves, or are they just Space Wolves? They're just Space Wolves. I just okay. took the, the liberty of uh, Light Blue is not tactical. Light Blue stands out against the snow or, yeah. you know, most average, you know, whatever. You, they're not flying in the sky. So in the whole, like, you know, how do you not get shot? Well, you don't stand out. So they're yeah. dark, they're gritty, they're grimy. I still have the contrast to make them look and pop, you know, like uh, they've got red power swords and, you know, they got the good contrast. I've got them on white snow bases, so they pop from their terrain. But they're not baby blue or sky blue or whatever they call it. Yeah. I understand what they're like. Imperial fists just make me hurt. Like, oh, look, I'm in yellow. You can't. I understand this is fantasy, but there, there's to the point, too, of like, you know, wh- wh- why, why do you wear a yellow belt when you run socks so people can see you and not hit you? Yep. In reverse, <laughs> if you're wearing a yellow belt in the field, someone's going to be able to see you and pop you right here a lot easier. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's that same concept. It, I understand it's a fantasy game and we're, you know, playing it to have fun, but, you know, I want to put some realism to it, like some thought yeah. of they look like this so you can't see them. And for an opponent to, like, not see this, you know, tax squad or Marines because they're the same color as the game board, that's kind of the point, too. Like, yeah, yes, they're three-dimensional. Definitely. You could see them if you look, but to not see them at a glance because they're camouflaged in with the, the scenery, that's how it should be. You know, you should be paying attention to your, you know, like, not what my Votown are going to be of, like, they're uh, neon green with gray shoulder pads and, like, hazard stripings of, like, caution, warning, look out. I mean, yes, I'm going to do that because I want that look for them, but it, it's that whole that whole mindset of stuff, I think. Yeah, um, no, it makes a I'm lot gonna, of sense. The other thing I'm going to point out here, too, is uh, so, some hardcore military guys, and Sox, you could probably really appreciate this, they'll look at this like, oh, this is going to be an important unit. I need five of them. And they're absolute trash because that's not how the game plays. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, what are you going to want? Oh, I, I need, like, five units of grunts because they're going to be able to go in, surround, take a building. Uh, Forget the fact that, oh, hey, this dreadnought just walked through three units of them. Yeah. But that, that's a learning curve. That's a learning curve, too. But, 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 that that, but that's the, that's the mindset of things, though, too, of, you know, everything supports the infantry. Everything Sox does supports infantry to go in and get something done. And, and for that to not translate across sometimes, like, with the exclusion of historical games, you know, that's another other you know one of those learning curve things too in my opinion so yeah no fair enough Anyway, I thought that was an interesting topic. Um, I, there's, there's probably other aspects. Like, you could go into, like, then this is why I was asking about your Space Wolves. Like, you can go into, like, does it affect how you built your lore and stuff? It probably would if you had have done your own version of the fleet or if you made your own. Sp- I am uh, space not Marines. creative or imaginative enough to come up with my own backstory like that. Um, <laughs> I, I have the creativity of a potato. So I will, I will paint and make it look cool and good to what I think. And usually that's the limit of my creativity. That's like, what plant do they come from? I don't know. What does it say in the book? Yeah. You know, (laughs) that's, (laughs) I mean, I I don't know if you've really played anything socks that would have let, I mean, in theory, I guess you could with the dystopian walls, but you're not far into it enough to have really thought that far ahead yet. I would think about what and drop fleet doesn't really encourage like making your, like making Making storyline wise. uh, No, not so much your own game. Like for example, like you were playing PHR in drop fleet, right? Well, yeah, I'm no longer just PHR. It's specifically that I've made my own version of PHR and this is their backstory. Um, like you're not far enough into this type in Wars where you would have even considered that. Um, no, no, but in, uh, when I was playing Drop Zone Commander, I, I was. I painted mine okay. up as, as, as the Comanche tribe. Paint 
team from the books. Yep. So. Right. But, but I, I think what Bruce is trying to say, like, you know, like, you know, your PHR, they come from, you know, this specific corner of the Sahara Desert. And so yeah. with that, like, you know, they honor their, you know, with these colors and this, blah, blah, you know, like that's that kind of specific backstory. Yeah. Like the whole concept of there's Did your real life force influence yeah, it at all? Yeah. It yeah, sounds like it was much. just from the book. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. right. There's nothing wrong with that. I was just curious. Yeah. I, I think what Bruce was saying is like, you know, in theory, there's 20 chapters of space marines yes but primark but two and primark um 16 or something like that they've been expunged from the record because they did something really bad that all record of their existence has been erased and the reason why you will never find out about this too is games workshop has left that as for people to create their own chapter their own backstory their mm, own whatever as their custom faction doesn't so. stop people from trying to figure out who they are though uh, even though yeah, there is no point doing that because there is no information about them well, everybody like everybody continues to try to find information about them. So actually there there's one really good working theory and Games Workshop just flat out said, "No, this is not." Is this the twin theory one? No, this is a uh Sigmar, Age of Sigmar. Oh, the, yes. The god yeah, yeah, yeah. Sigmar was a Primarch, which, you know, if you if you go some through some of the Age of Sigmar lore, you would think, "Oh, he sounds just like a Primarch. Oh, he must be one of the Primarchs." That was like that gained so much traction the Games Workshop was like, "No, these are two entirely different realms they are not related sigmar is not one of the lost primarchs yeah like it gained so much traction that they actually did come out and say that so no fair enough uh, it, it was a very fun theory uh oh, we yeah. should we should move on to upcoming events upcoming melbourne figures painters collective they meet on the last sunday of every month so it's not for a couple of weeks at this stage but on the last sunday of this month you can meet up at the kathleen syme library uh, it's at 251 Faraday Street in Carlton from 12 till 5 p.m. I don't know if I'll... No, I won't be there because I won't be in the state because that's the weekend I'm away. Uh, speaking of, I'm not here next episode, folks. Uh, uh, the day... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're right. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say because of that and with the American uh, Thanksgiving oh, yes. holiday happening that weekend, we have collectively decided that uh, we are just not going to record that weekend. Um, uh, I, and, I, and I'm okay with that trend being the fact that, you know, for the United States, it is a, a weekend that you should spend with family it. and friends and and not worry about other things so we'll think it and not say it i will think it and not say it <laughs> that being uh, said though if you were available i'd still be down for recording bruce i'm not but yeah i, I will literally be on the road i, yeah, I so, will have no way of doing it but yeah so we're, we're just not going to worry about that apologies but you know whatever yeah uh danger close the drop zone commander tournament is coming up on the 28th of january next year 1750 points taking place at the bristol gaming collective in the uk uh they have removed the reference to hot lz on the page uh which is interesting uh, I, i'm it's guessing sad. that somebody told him the reference that i made <laughs> he wasn't involved I, in hot lz so that, i will say this though good. i think i think danger close is a great alternative oh no danger close was already there that that, that was already what it was called. oh was That's it oh, the name of the yeah. I, I, these guys have quarterly events that like they, these happen quite regularly the most recent one was in september my theory is that it was just a reference back to something that maybe they remember or maybe something that got them into the tournament or something I, I don't know I just found it interesting at the time uh, the Warhost official Dystopian Wars Escalation League is continuing yep. I know you're at 2000 points you've yes. got two weeks left three weeks
weeks left? Uh, about three weeks left. And yep. on the 29th, we're going to be doing a huge, massive game, team game. Where we're going to have 1,000 fleet lists per player. And we're going to play on a 12 by 4 foot board or a 4 by or a 8 by 6 We're trying to decide on what size board we want to play on. So nice. I'll get some pictures and post them up. But yeah. But then in January, we're going to have a tournament as soon as I can lock down a date. So Nice. You should definitely tell us about that when it's happening. Yep. And on Thanksgiving weekend, well, for the US, there is Northern King Kong, which is from the 24th till the 26th of November. Uh, it's in Osset, West Yorkshire, 55 pounds. It includes a hot lunch on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, that's very close at this point, honestly. Um, that's right around but, the corner. Yep. Yeah, like, quite literally. Um, thank you very much to Valhalla Hobby for sponsoring us. Like, seriously, there's so many things that we wouldn't be able to do if these guys didn't support us. Like, we wouldn't have gettingtabled.com, for example. Uh, if you want to get more information about any of the stories that we have discussed on this episode, the website will always have the links to the most recent episode. Um, so keep an eye on that. There will be links in the show notes so that you can find that. Uh, Valhalla Hobby have all of your big games. They definitely have your Games Workshop stuff. They definitely have your D&D stuff. They definitely have your Magic the Gathering stuff. But they have a lot of niche games as well. Uh, they have Bushido. It's where we bought that game for George. <laughs> Uh, it's where we got the dystopian wars for socks. Uh, they have Moonstone. They have Black Sight Studios. They have smaller TCG card games. They have almost everything. And if they don't have it in stock, they can find it for you. Um, there, they do have a website. I was yep. going to say, there's only been like a couple of things where I've been like, oh, hey, I just found it. Um, <laughs> where, where I've searched their site and I haven't been able to find it. Um, I mean, they've even got the uh, the Army Painter, like Mega All-In uh, Speed Paint set yeah uh, you yeah. know like like virtually everything i've searched for they have um i was actually just looking for the fox faction for bushido on on the on the site and i just now found it so <laughs> wait they have the speed paint in i didn't think they carried army painter yeah he did he told me fibs anyway um like they, they literally have uh, there was a when i the previous episode episode before where there was the recall i pointed it out to him just in case he needed to know and he was like no we don't carry them uh but he might have been talking specifically specifically about the spray paints perhaps i, I, I think know. it was specifically talking about the the spray paints spray paint. yeah. uh, I've, i'm searching it right now because uh i was going to order this uh the, the complete speed paint set for for army painter yeah fr from him um but now i'm, I'm looking right now if you Waiting have the... things you would like to look at you should go to valhallahobby.com and if you use gt2305 you will get five percent off any order over a hundred dollars segways socks where can people find us find us all over the place uh patreon.com uh, slash getting tabled our website is getting tabled.com our facebook group is facebook.com slash getting tabled and youtube is youtube.com slash getting tabled and then if you want to email us our email is getting tabled at gmail.com and then you can find us on x or, or twitter formerly or now x at getting tabled and instagram at getting tabled and then jason the bruce has his own twitch tv at twitch.tv slash jason the bruce and then his now new toy reel at youtube.com slash toy reel yep so all uh, which is more action figures and stuff right other than wargaming uh, but if you have a crossover into that area of the world feel free to check us out uh, there was an episode was it last week there was a there was a live episode recently where we actually covered a lot of the joy toy uh, Warhammer action figures so if you want to have a closer look at some of those definitely an episode to have a look at thank you folks um, thank you very much George thank you very much Major Socks apologies yep. to those that was looking forward to the original plan uh, if you want to get more information as to why that didn't
didn't happen, it's on our Facebook group. We will not be discussing it. Uh, thank you very much. See you next time. R- real quick, actually, uh, I, I want to talk about one other thing real quick. Uh, the skink. Oh, yeah. Oh, we need to get back yep. to him. What, what, what do we want? 2024. I, I know you're, I know you're, uh, oh, you want to, 20, you want to wait till 2024 to tackle the It's not happening this year. I don't have time. Fair enough. All I, right. That's the say, other conversation your, about them. You've got your test you're studying for, and I think with the holidays, it's going to be kind of crazy, too. So I think 2024 yeah, but is I, a good I have to take the test on Monday the 20th, and then I have four days off. Gotcha. I see what so, you're saying. Hence, hence why he's trying to throw us into stress so uh-huh. that he can take advantage. <laughs> also, isn't yours almost finished anyway? Absolutely not. Uh, I've only got maybe an hour into it. Like, I've just started, like, the base coloring on it. Yeah, I've got Fair about enough. an hour myself. Um, I, I wasn't even that far in. I, I, I have built it, and it was cleaned up. Uh, so, but... Slight te- most- teaser, though. Um, when we do get back into this, we will have a, a fourth yes, entry on that as well. So. Yeah. Yes, Thunderboy will be joining us. Yep. Hit the thing, George. Hit the thing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table, music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.